I'm Kata, and I'm here with my producer, Mike. That's me. Hi. And uh, we're so excited to kick off season three with you guys um, with a two-parter because we did a lot of talking and wanted to not deprive you guys of all of the great things. So our guest for these, uh, I guess, inaugural two episodes is Mikey C., um, Mike Constantino, who is a producer for ESPN Radio. Um, one of the more interesting characters that I think I've ever spoken to. And we first, um, what you're going to hear in this episode is our first conversation that we ever had, which happened back in May, at the end of May, kind of, kind of towards the beginning of um, the world, or rather the United States, having been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. And um, just with everything in flux over the summer, as far as deciding where we wanted to take the show. Um, I sat on it for a while and didn't put it out. <laughs> so, uh, so basically what we've decided to do is do that now. And the second that I announced that I was going to do that, uh, Mikey C slid into my DMs and was like, wait, hang on, like, that's real old. Do you guys want something newer? And I'm like, yeah, okay. So anyways, um, but I didn't want to get rid of this stuff. It's really good stuff. He's just so, um, enigmatic, I guess. Um, we talk about a lot of different things, um, including but not limited to sports. Um, a lot about the pandemic, a lot about dating, and you're going to hear a lot of us, a lot of talking about similar things. Mike uh, Rose, my producer, will join us for the second episode. He was a part of that interview. And um, we just kind of touch base on all of the things that we talked about before. So um, I don't know. I had a lot of favorite parts of this interview. I think we kind of started to touch on um, what it's like to be dating in the pandemic, which was kind of interesting. Um, or in my case, the complete lack of dating I've just <laughs> chosen to do. And that's kind of a lie, as if I was like this big dater beforehand. But now I have something to blame it on, which is ideal. <laughs> right. And that's, and that's Mikey C kind of did the same thing. Um, in this interview, in this first one, he was kind of still just navigating like Tinder life in Bristol, Connecticut, um, which he still is, but, but hadn't really faced the challenges of the pandemic as we know them now. Um, we also, I mean, we talked about some of his greatest sports memories. We talked about what it's like working with the gang from the Dan Lebitard show on Stupidity, um, which is Stu Gotz's podcast, John Wiener's podcast. And, um, at this point, he also didn't know that he would be a part of his own podcast, The Weekend Observations Crew Reuniting. Um, their stuff, I think, is supposed to roll out in the next couple of weeks um, as a part of the Levitard and Friends Network. Um, but again, this is a Mikey C who didn't know that he was going to get that kind of limelight. So um, very interesting there. Um, I, I had a lot of favorite parts of this interview, including the fact that it's inherently awkward because we had never spoken to each other before. Um, and I like to make things as uncomfortable as possible. So, um, isn't that part of your charm? Isn't that just the part of your charm? You, you know? know, I guess it's just, it's one of those things. Like if it's uncomfortable, I'm not going to pretend it's not, you know, like, and it's inherently right. I know. I think too, because it's like, he's like this guy and I'm like just this crazy girl he also thought I was like for the for the lore oh, words are hard for the large majority of this interview he um thought that I was like 18 and like you know doing that thing where I'm like you know going to college and thinking about a career in sports broadcasting and blah 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 where like that's just not the case so we learned a lot about each other someone's got to give Mikey C hinge Someone get that boy Hinge. I think he's on Hinge. I think he, he uses everything. He always talks about Tinder. And I was, I don't, you know, like, I don't know what people do outside of New York, but I didn't even know Tinder still existed. Gays don't even go to Tinder. I don't even know what that is. I mean, I, I, Tinder was all that I used back when I was doing the dating app thing. But that was because it was before Hinge and before Bumble. I think if I were doing the dating app thing now, um, I, I would steer away from Tinder. I feel like that's kind of like, you'd the, like, like Hinge. weird. I probably would. Cause it's like, don't you have to, 
isn't that the one where you like have to comment on someone something on someone else's profile in order to start chatting with them so here's the thing about yes so like the profiles are really nice because you have like all this is not a, even a paid advertisement i just like hinge that being said i went on like one hinge date dated the boy from hinge and it went terribly so i can't really say my personal experience with hinge has gone great but understood um the thing with hinge is like you answer all these like fun questions that are actually like kind of conducive to like it showing someone someone's personality like on paper and then like you can add pictures and stuff and then yeah you can comment on it but what people do sometimes is they like it they'll like like something and then you, that opens the door for you to respond i don't know how i'm supposed to respond to a like when you like like a picture of mine i'm like I like it too. It's why I posted it. I'd be so like, I'd I, be like, oh, you, oh, you like that, don't you? I, I like to send another <laughs> thumbs up, being like, hey, thanks for the support, buddy. I was like, here's my Venmo. Like, do you want to send me some money? I don't get it. Like, what are we? I don't know. I mean, this is why Mikey C. Mikey C. says that he doesn't have any luck with dating, but he has not seen me try. Let me tell you that. Well, look, I mean, he he did, and actually, I don't want to spoil the part two. Um, so uh, I I'll, I will leave it at that on that. But he did talk about a few recent dating experiences he's had, or one in particular. But um, but he's he's just a really interesting character. Um, talking about sports and his fandoms are like super interesting too for a guy who's from um like the tri-state area, um, being a 49ers fan, um, is very inherently interesting to me. <laughs> it goes back to Vietnam when I was not alive um, <laughs> because I'm, I am 25 years old. And also I'm, I'm sure I'm not actually sure if our listeners know this, but the sports world came to me kind of late and I didn't really show much interest until college. So, um, so lots to unpack here. We hope you guys had a wonderful Labor Day weekend um, and had lots of drinks and lots of barbecues and lots of time with your family. We hope that you all wore masks and stayed safe. Um, please enjoy this interview, part one with Mikey C from back in May, 2020. And um, we'll be releasing part two tomorrow. And don't forget to register to vote. What's up? How are you, Michael? Good, love that you call me Michael. Can you hear me? Now, is my audio okay? Because I don't have those cool Apple Buds that you were talking about. You mean like the ones that come with like your computers and your phones? <laughs> All right. If we could talk about this. I'm still like an Android guy. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and I get like at first like, well, we could talk about it later because I'm starting to really think that it's like really hampering my lifestyle. Why are you still using an Android? Well, when I first, when iPhones first came out, I think my, I think like, uh, like probably my girlfriend or something at the time got one. And I always kind of thought that they were a little feminine. <laughs> what does that mean? What? <laughs> I thought like iPhones were for chicks and like Android was for dudes. So like, um, I've kind of had that mentality and and I kind of, I've probably like gotten over it by now, but now it's like they say, oh, well, you're so used to Android, you should stay with it. And I like, mean, I've got like, a, my phone is cool. It does like lots of things, but I really feel like I'm like missing out on the party. It's like, you know, the thing is, I don't know. I, there might be people who disagree with me, but I kind of have always taken an Android user, like, like if you use an Android, it's a sign of, a stubbornness um for <laughs> sure cool, that too but but also like i know there are all of these like well and and they take better pictures and we all know they take better pictures it's fine but android like takes better pictures 100 right? but yeah. but i i take android users and people who use windows computers as like people who think they're a whole lot smarter than those of us who have kind of caved to this like thing. Well, and, and because they have all these capabilities that like, I don't even necessarily understand, like you can use different programs. I remember when I was in, um, I don't know, like late middle school, early high school, um, World of Warcraft was like a really big thing in my friend group and you couldn't play that on a Mac. Um, so I had to use like my grandfather's old like massive box like PC to play, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I 
it, it's a sign of intelligence to me, but it's also a sign of like, seriously, like get your shit together. <laughs> well, the one thing when you text somebody, see, I'm surprised that you didn't know because when you text somebody on iPhone, doesn't it like when you start to text them, doesn't it show like the dots show like dots or something like that to show like that they're typing? Yeah, no, it does. And and your messages come up um, green instead of blue because it's a text. It's not an iMessage. But like, so I knew I just kind of like, I don't know, I figured, you know, with ESPN too, like they don't give you like a work phone. Like I feel like the standard would be an iPhone. Some people do, but even that they'll let you choose if you want it or not. And I probably would choose Android still. But I don't think I can live with those dots because if I because some people like start to type or even if you just have it open, it says they're typing. And I think that would freak my life out because I'd be like waiting for somebody to respond and I'd be looking at the dots and I don't think uh, I don't think I'd be able to handle that. That's hilarious. That's so funny. <laughs> it doesn't because, bother you? <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, like in a situation like this, maybe where I'm like, oh, this is someone I've wanted to talk to for a while and I see the dots and then they disappear or like, yeah, there might be like a little bit of anxiety, but at the yeah. end of the day, I don't know. I'm just very comfortable with, with my personal relationships, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, you see me, I guess. <laughs> well, this is, I mean, this is weird because it's the first time we've talked. Yeah. How is this for you? Is this weird? Um, yeah, it's a little weird, but I've done a bunch of these already, so well, that's not good. too, too weird. <laughs> that's another thing. When we do stupidity, we do these um, on Zoom now, so I'm used to that. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. So I'm, um, so I'm still going to smoke a lot of cigarettes, but I do that during stupidity. <laughs> that's fair. I, uh, I completely am I'm here for that. I love it. <laughs> you I want mean, Mikey C, you're going to get Mikey C. No, like, look, you're, you're in your home. Someone, someone on Twitter, when I tweeted yesterday was like, do you have a dumpster where he can smoke by? And I was literally like, he's not invited to my home. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, not that it really matters. I was a smoker for a very long time. And I, I, were you really? I was, I'm not anymore. Um, you quit cold turkey? No. Um, can we curse on your podcast? Or no? Yeah, yeah, you can say whatever you want. Not that I'm going to curse up a storm, but just to, to know right, well, the rules ahead of time. No, no, well, I will. Um, so don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I kind of, uh, I, I don't really have much of a filter you'll find. Wait, but I have to know, okay, like, how do you go about contacting a mall Santa? Like, do you, do you like reach out? Is there like an agency? Do you just like go and like try to sit on their lap and you like slip them your card? Like, what do you do? That's the approach I probably should have taken. No, I really just Googled mall Santa. And like, there really is like, an, it's like an agency that'll hook you up with like clowns and Santas and, you know, <laughs> all different types of things for birthday parties and whatnot. <laughs> that's wild well now now i know how to get a santa at my next birthday party that's great yeah. um, <laughs> i love it well hey i also wanted to talk about okay let's start let's start at the beginning of our relationship mm -hmm. now i want to hear your side of how we first met but would you like to hear mine first this would be interesting because I think I have, it's kind of interesting and you don't even know like really like how we first met. I don't. My side of it. I don't. Which I is really idea. funny, which is ironic now. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We could uh, flip a coin on that. All right. Well, I mean, mine is short. Basically it was what, like back in like September, October or something. So is this like the podcast or is this like still pre-gaming? Oh, this is all podcast, sweetie. Oh, okay. All <laughs> all <right. laughs> probably should have warned you about that one. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have asked before I started cursing. <laughs> That's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, I'll bleep you if, if that makes you comfortable. Um, no. All right, no. cool. You go first because I want to hear your side. No, all I know is that I knew who you were, but I'm pretty sure I did not follow you on Twitter at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if I knew, like, first, I mean, you just followed me on Instagram a few days ago, so I didn't know if you were, like, a social media guy, but I knew who you were. And then you slid into my DMs, and I distinctively remember, it's <laughs> weird, I, like, I was walking back 
So from my apartment to my therapist's office, it's like a short, like 10 blocks. So I'm like walking back from therapy. It's like a beautiful day. And I get this, like, I don't really get Twitter notifications, but I'm like scrolling and I see that I've got a DM and nobody like DMs me like, well, that's not true. But, but I have a DM and I'm like, okay. And I see Mike Constantino. Am I saying that right? Mm. You actually said it perfect. Mike Constantino. I see yeah. I've got a, a tweet or a DM from Outsider Mike, Mike Constantino. And it was something about like, you kind of fell into like a rabbit hole reading some of my stuff. Yeah. And you asked specifically if I was still bartending. And I thought back to myself, I was like, when was the last time I wrote about bartending? And it was about two years before. So pretty deep rabbit hole. Um, I, I'm <laughs> assuming that you found something more recent and then it led you to like a page or whatever. But I was like, no, blah, blah, blah. And we've just kind of been talking since then. And then um, you said that you get a lot of like podcast requests. So I never really asked because also we just had like really fun conversations and whatnot. And, um, and yeah, and here we are. And I managed to, to meet you finally over Zoom. This is exciting. But that's, that's really all I know. Is yeah, I my site is probably more interesting. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Go for it. Because like, yeah, I was going to, first of all, like, not to brag, but I have like 18,000 Twitter followers. So you were oh, following yeah. me. I don't think I was. You had to have been because I couldn't, I didn't just come up with you out of nowhere. Or maybe you responded to maybe a tweet or something. Maybe. I don't think I was. I think I followed you after. But I'm not. No, actually, I, we may have to fight about this because I definitely think you were following me. That's because. Terrible. Because I remember. Because, all right, at the time, I was, like, really missing my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> oh, God, this is great. <laughs> and I met her just from going through, like, my Twitter followers. That's why I'm saying you had to have been following me. So, wait, are you saying that your ex-girlfriend was a Twitter follower? That's how I met my ex-girlfriend. She was a Twitter follower, and she used to tweet at me. She used to tweet at me quite often, though. She... she <laughs> she calls herself she was first like a p1 girlfriend she calls herself p1 and like radio is like somebody who listens like faithfully mm -hmm. like if you listen like to like levitard every single day you're like a p1 listener sure. so she likes to joke around and call herself a p1 girlfriend because she used to watch because i used to be on svp and rosillo every day at the time right right back when svp and rosillo was a show so she used to watch that all the time or whatever. And she, well, actually, I shouldn't say she tweeted at me a lot, but she tweeted at me a couple of times. And I saw, I was like, oh, this is like a good looking girl. And I started kind of going back and forth with her. And literally she lived, well, she didn't live close. She lived in Boston, which is like two hours from here. Right. But we started chatting and hit it off. And yeah, we started dating. So at the time when I came across you, I remember that's like how I met her and she had beautiful red hair. <laughs> I think I told you this, that I loved your hair. And so I saw, that's why I had, you had to have been a follower because then I saw like you in my Twitter, because, and that's the thing with, with working at ESPN, I've got like 18,000 Twitter followers, but like three of them are girls. <laughs> so, so like all the girls stand out like a sore thumb. <laughs> like it's all dudes i have the worst like fame ever oh my god so, like, that's i wild. see this girl with like yeah so i saw this girl with like awesome red hair and then like you had like your um like um you had like a link to like all your writings and stuff like that on there and so i clicked on it and started like reading and everything and i'm like wow this girl's like really fascinating and that's how i slid into your dms but the funnier thing even to that is and then you ended up being cool. So yeah, we just started chatting. But then you're like super young anyway, so I can never date you. <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing is, she calls me Michael. And when you first texted me, what did you do? You called me Michael. She's like the only person that calls me Michael. So maybe it's like a redheaded thing. 
I, it's, it's very, I don't know, but, but it's a good thing. Like Mike, if you like, if I need Mike, like, I'm not going to be like Mike, I'm going to be like Michael, you know, like it's, it's got like that tonal quality, you know, mm-hmm. that I can yell. Maybe that is a redheaded thing. But see, plus everyone calls me Mikey C too. So I was really shocked you didn't just call me Mikey C. Well, it's like, that's what everyone calls me. Yeah. But you also told me like very early on in our like online strange Friendship. relationship that you were kind <laughs> of trying to like parlay out of, I don't oh, know. To get away from the Mikey C thing. Yeah. Yeah. Can you like, like what, what's that about? I mean, it works for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you about that. Cause this is interesting because I mean, if you know Mikey C, he smokes like 10 packs of cigarettes a day, supposedly. He's he's talking to people by a dumpster. He's, you know, like, he's kind of like a butt of jokes. That's like my character, like with the whole stupidity and everything stuff, which I love. I think it's fun. Like, I get a, I, I get a big kick out of it. But then one time, or this, but then this was like a few months ago. Um, I was talking to a coworker of mine, John Ryder, who is like one of our update anchors. Mm-hmm. And I think it was on Valentine's Day. He was talking about Valentine's Day. He had a really shitty Valentine's Day. And I was like, oh yeah, I was like, that sucks. And I was like, I had, I was like, yeah, my Valentine's Day was really shitty too. And he said to me, he goes, oh, Mikey C, we should do our own podcast about how life sucks and everything bad happens to us. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> I was like, yeah, Jen. <laughs> and I was then I, like, that like really stuck with me. And I was like, God, maybe I'm like turning too much into Mikey C. So that's why like I've done this kind of whole hitting the gym thing now and stuff. Wow. And trying to get away. I was becoming too much of the Mikey C character, but that's really deep. It is really deep. <laughs> it's like, but, but it's funny to hear too. Like it's so human to take like a moment like that and, and take that as like a, oh shit like maybe it's time to kind of like shift my narrative i mean again like super deep but you know i get it it was like i was thinking mikey c is like a like i love mikey c he's funny people love mikey c and everything but he's not like you know not fun to joke that oh you're gonna die next week of lung cancer and be out of shape and everything it's not funny when you think about it no not at all i mean you know it makes for a good podcast but no exactly but like it also you know it's got to have its benefits too like i'm sure you like that's got to be i first okay i need to i can i can i ask you to do this you can say no but i would like to see your tinder profile my tinder profile okay i want to know if it says that you're Mikey C. Oh, really? I want to know exactly <laughs> how much you like play and you can like play into that to like get girls. What do you think? I like, feel, I what feel would you like say? It would work. Like, if it were me, I would probably use it. Or maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe I'd let people find out. I don't know. All right. Ooh, hold on. Let me swipe right on this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's my Tinder profile. I'll hold it up. Let's see. Okay. That's a good uh, first picture there. Wait, uh, my 41 producer DSPM. Gym, work, and other adventures. What are these other adventures? <laughs> That's maybe the Mikey C part. But it doesn't say it. <laughs> I'm telling you. First of all, I've given up for the most part on Tinder and everything. I've had some bad quarantine luck with it. So I've had some good luck too, but I don't think uh, you realize not that many girls watch ESPN faithfully enough to know who Mikey C is. I guess that's fair. So it doesn't work that good. And then when you try and tell like, oh, that's another thing that, that I hate about like Tinder and stuff like that. Cause then girls ask what you do. And then when you tell them, like they kind of think like that you're like bragging or something. That's true. So it's like an, it's like a no-win situation. I guess so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think it's you know, like what are you gonna do? Like hide it? I I don't know. I think I think it's pretty cool. But then again, also there's that weird situation of like when you live that close to Bristol and like in that area of Connecticut, I feel like every other person that you meet works at ESPN. 
Do you know what I mean? A lot of people do. But see, I kind of hate that. that that's the part of Mike you see I hate. I hate because I'm not really that social. I hate when I'm like walking around campus, going to like the cafeteria. Some random person I don't know yells, Mike, you see. That freaks me out still a little bit. <laughs> it's like, well, you don't know me. <laughs> so wait, you're not from the Connecticut though. Where are you from? No, I am. I'm born and raised, which is oh. one of the weird things. Yeah, most people at ESPN aren't. So. Why did I think you were from New Jersey? I don't know. Maybe it was maybe because I get like the whole Jersey Shore kind of look going. Maybe. <laughs> okay, can you talk to me about the Jersey Shore thing? What's the story about? Oh, I applied that? to be on Jersey Shore. I really think that okay. Um, I they were doing casting for Jersey Shore, and I like applied to be on it. And I told them a little bit about myself, and I was DJing at the time and stuff. And I'm Italian, and I was clubbing, and I. I got like a call, an interview call back, but I never really got too far with it. But I really think they based the whole Pauly D person off of me. They just <laughs> stole it. Italian DJ. I mean, come on. It's the same type, except he's like a like a horrible person. Or is he? I don't even know. I don't watch my my. I don't know. I know a lot of people who are really faithful to that show. I've never really been a reality TV person. I recently got into The Bachelor. That's about as far as I, yeah, like last, or not even The Bachelor, it was last year's Bachelorette, Hannah Brown. Um, yeah. I think it was one of those like desperate cries for human connectivity and everyone I knew was watching it and I felt left out. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Like me and iPhones. <laughs> like you and iPhones, exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, sometimes you just kind of got to cave to the mainstream, man terrible but so you did like the whole tiger king thing in that right i did not watch tiger king wow you really are a rebel i just i couldn't do it i don't there was nothing every time anyone was like this shit is crazy like blah 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 they give me like particular points of interest from this show and nothing could really get me into it it's so weird doing I have never done a zoom like one on one with this. I don't know. Do you do make eye contact with a person or not? I know you, you're having problems with it, too. I know. I, I'm just like looking at Usually like, I'm, I'm in a group. I'm looking at you, not at the camera. You know what I, I mean? Know. It's weird. Yeah, it's same it's, thing with me. Does it look like I'm not looking at you? No, but like you're it's like you said, you're like a little bit grainy. So like you're pulling it off. Well, yeah, I have a um, you said we could edit this, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Hold on, let me try something. <laughs> oh, I've got like a what do you call it? A, a a camera thing. Sounds highly unnecessary, but okay. Yeah, but you look like so clear and I look like so crappy. I feel like, I feel you like really ghetto. You don't look that crappy, trust me. No, I feel a little ghetto. <laughs> oh, see, that did work. Does that look any better? No, it's still going through your webcam. No, it isn't. Oh, wait a minute, you're right. It's a little bit of green, but it's mostly like in the background. You're you're doing good. Plus there's smoke going across, remember too. <laughs> that too, that too. No, you've still got, you know, I can see eyes, I see blue. It's it's good. You're you're clear. Mm. You're All right, okay. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to answer the Twitter questions? Yeah, mix some of them in if there's any good ones. Yeah. All right. So I have a couple. Um this one guy really has a lot of questions for you. I think you saw all of these. It's um, at the EPO, no, the EOPMG. Oh, yeah, I don't Whoever, know. I don't know who that guy is, but whatever. Uh, he wants to know what artist most influenced you to become a DJ. And I'm gonna change it because it's a terrible question and just say what, like, what, what made you wanna be a DJ? Um, I was into like that. That house music and EDM scene. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Sure. 
But see, I was really, like, I, I was like a normal person growing up. But then I, my best friend, he was like really into it. And he was DJing too. So he's probably the one, my best friend, who's a lawyer now. He's the one that probably influenced me to get into it. But he like took me to a big club in New York City, which I don't even know if it's there anymore. It used to be called Pasha. Do you, do you ever hear Pasha in New York? It's on, uh, like by the West Side Highway. All right. <laughs> Anyways, so like I was never like into like that whole club scene until like he finally took me to like one of these clubs and I was like, wow. And um, and back then the drugs were like really good too. <laughs> <laughs> and it just no, not like they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> and so that yeah, that kind of is uh I, I kind of got me hooked. And uh and so like yeah, and then so like I started getting into the music more and like artists like uh like David Guetta you might have heard of or Tiesto you've heard of, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Tiesto, he was he's kind of mainstream. I was more into like the underground kind of stuff, but but yeah, that's how I got into it. And then DJing, I'm telling you, it, you could make some good money doing it. Yeah. And girls liked it. I never went home alone. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's a different kind of liking it, but all right. Um. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a good time in my life. Well, and, and I'm sure, I mean, I, I don't know why you would really leave that part of your life if it was that good. Oh, you can't do it forever. I mean, I don't know. Because, I mean, like, you would go clubbing, like, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and be out late, and, I mean, I guess you could still do it, but, I don't know. You kind of, you kind of grow out of it once you get older. I guess I grew out of it a little bit. That's fair. So, um, yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah. he, he also asked about uh, what your favorite Hungry Man dinner was, but I don't know what that is. Am I living under a rock? You don't know what a Hungry Man dinner is? No. Oh, see, that came back. I'll tell you. I'm, you know what TV dinners are, right? Yeah. So Hungry Man is just a brand of TV dinners. Like, like um, what's it called? The, uh, the like, lean cuisines or whatever. Yeah, but lean cuisines don't fill you up when you're, like, a grown man. <laughs> But Hungry Man does. You want to see a Hungry Man? I'll get you a Hungry Man. And this, by the way, is my favorite one. This is... The honey bourbon chicken, I think, right? Yeah, honey bourbon chicken. <laughs> Hungry man. So what is it? Chicken. It looks like chicken, potatoes. It looks like a side of something, probably gravy and corn. This is, yeah, this is like uh, the bourbon sauce, I guess, that comes with it. But it's delicious. If you dip a little bit of the chicken into the mashed potatoes and then dip it. I'm not like a, I'm actually a really picky eater. Like, I don't like to mix my foods. But with this, I really like to dip the chicken into the mashed potatoes and then dip that into like the little sauce that it comes with. And it's delicious. Oh my God, this is incredible. So, so yeah, when I was doing SVP and Rosillo, they asked me what I do or what I buy when I go grocery shopping. And I told them Hungry Man and they thought it was the funniest thing. And then Hungry Man actually contacted me. Somebody, somebody was listening or something. And they sent me like, they sent me like a year's supply of Hungry Man. So I have like Hungry Man up the wazoo. <laughs> I would never cook again. Do you cook? Not really. I mean, well, no, not much. <laughs> so yeah, that's why they do come in handy. I could do burgers on the grill, which is another thing Polly D stole for me. But. <laughs> <laughs> my god i'm so, sensing like the bitterness it's great yeah well and then the funny thing is paulie d did come to dj like in connecticut one time mm -hmm. and it was at a club where that i used to dj so i actually opened up for paulie d yeah yeah i told him the whole story and everything like how like yeah i applied and, and everything like that 
totally didn't care. Didn't seem like he <laughs> was interested at all. <laughs> oh my God. You're not telling me that Polly D doesn't know Mikey C from ESPN radio. I don't know if he does or not. If he's listening. <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't Mikey C yet at the time though. So maybe now if he saw Mikey C, he would be like, oh, that's the kid that, that DJed with me. I don't know. <laughs> that's a good point. If I was having problems with Mikey C being a loser, God, imagine if I was still being called outsider Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you're chugging Red Bull right now. What's your favorite Red Bull flavor? That was his last question. Oh, yeah. This is the only one I like. This is the blueberry. To me, this is the only good one. This is the only kind that I drink. I feel like it'd be really good with vodka. Oh, <laughs> that's like the other thing that I do. It's like right here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. What is it, Smirnoff? Sponsored by Smirnoff. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's sick. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. <laughs> but you want to get it. So let me like fire back at you a little because you do want to get into the business, right? I mean, yeah, like, I don't really know. Um, I, that's not interesting. Like, so does everybody. Yeah, but there know. is one thing that's interesting. And we, if you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to. But you mentioned in one of your, your writings or whatever that you're a feminist. <laughs> sure, and yeah. You, you want to get into, okay, so you're not disagreeing. And you want to get into this business? Are you going to be able to handle, like, when you like come up when you probably even might get it now like when you hand like have like a great sports take or something and like people just like fire back at you oh show me take off your clothes or something because people it's so hard like <laughs> to be like a girl in the sports business like diana rossini tells me that her like mentions are loaded with people asking for like foot pictures sure <laughs> no i'm that doesn't surprise me at all i mean i think it's not like harassment isn't something that most of us who are trying to kind of break into the industry do experience. And like, Don't I mean, you it's, think or you do. No, I, I think, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty standard. One of the reasons why I love this show, why I love, you know, working with Andrew on under further review is, you know, in the beginning we were kind of trying to figure out what we wanted to be and what made us different. And, um, and, just kind of, I mean, a lot of it became very like bits and kitsch. And um, I just so much appreciated when he came to me and was like, let's drop it because we already are different because we're 50% female and like you can offer that different perspective. And, um, and he's just so appreciated and as is um, the small team behind us, you know, of, of that voice. And so I've never really... I don't know. I, I found it to be a lot more inclusive, but I know that the women who came before me, it's, it's a very different thing. So I find it really fascinating. And I've had Diana, I used to do a podcast too. I've kind of taken a break from it, but I I've had Diana on my podcast too. And I, I think it's like really interesting because it's got to stuck to like, you know, to have like a great, like to like, post something great or do something great, you know, great interview or something like that. And you get like, a, you know, a hundred show me your feet requests too. But then see, I don't know the whole me, well, I shouldn't, I don't, shouldn't even go down this road. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> be careful. I can, there's gotta be advantages too of being a female too. <laughs> you stand no. out more. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And you know what? Um, Another uh, very important and special person that I spoke to for my thesis was Stephanie Drooley. And when um, my dad started at the company in, I think it was 96 or 97, she was a PA and she really grew her way through the company. And I kind of asked her about that. And she said, you know, very frankly, she didn't think that being a woman inhibited her. If anything, it made her stand out, you know? No. Yeah. I, I think mean, like if you if you have two candidates, if you know your shit and a guy knows his shit, like equally, I mean, not for nothing, they're probably they'll probably hire the woman just to fill the female quota better. Sure. So in a way, that worked for you. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think is I, that bad to say though. I don't know. Is that so bad to say? No, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't think that's bad. I think it's it's reality. I mean. 
Look, I know from particularly from my days, you know, working at the sports bar, like I can talk mm. my way around the NFL just as good as the guy who's standing next to me pouring drinks. But, you know, the the customers want to hang out with me and I'm not shy to admit that, you know, it's it's just kind of how you handle it. And um, it's it's a, a weird time to to kind of be entering the industry, particularly now with coronavirus. but it's definitely strange and people are kind of going out of their way to become more inclusive and shame, you know, yeah. the people who make mistakes and I don't know, I could go down a whole yeah, rabbit that, that hole. That could be like but... a whole separate podcast, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, Twitter questions. Oh, um, my good friend to Anne wants to know what's the biggest risk you've ever taken. Ooh, the biggest risk I've ever taken. Probably, um, this will probably, I don't know if this is a boring story, but, but when I went to college, I, I went to college for communications. I was a communications major and everything, got my degree, but didn't get into it right away. I started, um, like my mother was working, she was an accountant at a factory and I was doing like engineering work. Like she got me like a summer job and I just kind of like caught on at this, like, place doing like engineering work which is so weird because it was nothing of what I wanted to get into or whatever sure. and that's how I kind of got got into into the business because I was doing that for like a while and I remember being at my friend Scotty Chang's place who's got an awesome Chinese restaurant that's not open right now because of this um but um I remember saying like we were watching like a game a basketball game and I was like gosh I wanted to do that I wanted to like you know get into sports broadcasting and stuff and be around like all that. And like, this is like now, like, you know, like seven years after college almost. And I was like, well now, like, how do I do it? And he was like, of course he was no help, Scotty Chang. He was like, I don't know. So I had to go look <laughs> it up on my <laughs> So I tried figuring out how I could like get into the business. And it seemed like you have to get like an internship to start off. But of course, if you're not in college anymore, you can't get an internship. So I had to go to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting route. I'm sure you hear commercials for Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Yeah. So, so I left my job doing engineering, went to Connecticut School of Broadcasting to do their whole thing. Got an internship, not at like a sports place or anything like that, but at a political news talk station. And oh, I wow. thought I would hate it. Yeah, I thought I would hate it. I was so miserable. I came home like crying. I was like, I don't even want this internship. I was like so miserable. But I did it and I ended up loving it. I was like, it was like the coolest internship and got like hired right away and ended up there. There was the, the local CBS station. And so I, act, I did that for like almost 10 years and always wanted to work at ESPN. That was like the goal and everything. And so you, you meet people and I actually had a couple of opportunities. And so then I called ESPN up and got like another job and worked my way up from like doing overnights and stuff there. But that's how I got into the business. So I like, I, I stopped like, and I kind of still think back like, God, if I stayed with like the engineering job, I'd probably be like, have like a decent living or whatever. Not that I don't now, but I don't know. Yeah, but it was like a complete, it was a complete like life reset at like 27. It worked out. It did. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Here you are talking to a recent J school grad about your life. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. Can I ask you about, um, all right, so you said you, you, ESPN was kind of the goal. You wanted to work in sports. Can I ask you sports questions? As long as you're not going to ask me like to like, break down the Broncos defensive no. line and anything like that. But yeah, let's do some no, sports. No, no, no. You've, you've listened to my podcast. You know, we don't do that. Um, mm. <laughs> I mean, that's not really my thing. Um, did, you, did you play sports when? Yes. Would you play? Yes. I was a very good baseball player growing up. That doesn't I, surprise um, me for some reason. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I played second base and played a little in college even. And um, so, like, yeah, I was a pretty – I played baseball and basketball. I loved basketball better, but I wasn't as good as I was in baseball. Sure. Do you know Carl Pavano? He used to pitch for the Yankees and Marlins and everything. Of course, got a, yeah. 
Got a big hit off of him in high school. He's from Connecticut. <laughs> Ooh, wow. So yeah, I was I was always into sports uh, growing up and stuff like that. That's how I think ESPN became the goal and everything. And I got to tell you, it is like, like I got to do some cool stuff like broadcast from like Fenway Park and everything. And when you're around like, like in the locker room and everything, it's like you kind of do give yourself like a wow, I made it kind of feeling. Mm-hmm a couple of times but um yeah I loved sports growing up Yankees are like my team my favorite team baseball is probably my favorite sport now and I'm a Knicks fan unfortunately I'm like a look I'm like a New York sports fan except for the 49ers they're my football team I got you yeah I, I knew about that you had a an interesting uh Super Bowl this year <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> what I really thought about? we were gonna win I thought you were too. I had the 49ers. I totally Did thought you, you were. Mm. Um, what, uh, that's actually, that brings me to a really good question. So right now, um, my boyfriend and his family and something that I'm very, very slightly involved in because I just don't really have the energy, but they're doing what they're calling the bracket of pain. Um, they've basically you know, gone back into their deepest, darkest memories and found out the, like discovered the most painful sports memories that they have as fans and, um, are trying to figure out exactly which one killed them the most because we're very, very pessimistic people. So, um, I'm wondering if you can kind of, if you remember, if there's something that comes to mind is like the biggest heartbreak you've ever experienced in sports. Yeah, I can show you a picture of it, I think. <laughs> of course, of course. Because you always remember the one, you know? You always remember what it is. Yeah, because being a Yankee fan, though, I actually, I was actually talking about this yesterday with, uh, with one of the other producers at work. Um, when the Yankees actually, all right, the, I have two, I guess, that they're they're pretty close. Being a Yankee fan, when those Red Sox came back from three nothing in I forget the year. I see I try to forget. What they were it was like the Yankees being a Yankee fan, we always beat the Red Sox. It was just like a given as a Yankee fan that you know, because the whole curse of the Bambino and everything. See, like you're a little bit younger, so it didn't stick with you maybe as much. But <laughs> growing up a Yankee fan, it was just like you knew that you're always going to beat the Red Sox. And we always did like the whole Aaron Boone game, you know, Aaron bleeping Boone and everything. So when we were up three, nothing against the Red Sox, I made a bet with, with one of the guys I was working with. Oh no, it's not here. Hmm. So this is, um, I totally skipped around. So, <laughs> so this is what happened to me when the Yankees lost. I had to wear a Red Sox sweatshirt and hold a Yankee suck sign and walk to work wearing because <laughs> of a bet that I lost with my buddy that year. Oh my God, and, that's tragic. Mm-hmm. So that's bad. And the worst thing is too, like um, is when I was working at CBS radio and so like they were like telling people like, oh, Mikey C's walking to work wearing his Red Sox shirt and holding a Yankee suck sign. Make sure to get by and beep at him. So then there was cars driving by. This is when I was in Farmington because that's where the station is in Farmington. And they were driving by beeping at me. Oh, it was horrible. Wow, that really, I mean, that rivalry is unlike anything else. I mean, other than, you know, Giants-Patriots, I guess. Oh, that's another question for you. Okay, so why the 49ers? Because growing up, Joe Montana, who I still to this day think is better than Tom Brady, but I am totally in minority on that. But Joe Montana was like, and it's because I guess I'm biased, he was like the greatest thing when I was a kid growing up. And so uh, I, that's how I became a 49er fan. It was like, I guess, like he was like Michael Jordan and I jumped on the Bulls bandwagon. So I jumped on the 49er bandwagon, but I was a little kid and I stuck with it at least. But I mean, come on, if, if, if I had to win one Super Bowl, I'm still taking Joe Montana. 
Oh, I'm making a statement right now. Tampa Bay will miss the playoffs. I'm saying it. Okay. I like this. All right. I, I don't disagree with you, actually. Do you play fantasy football? Oh, I do. Do you play? Uh, yeah, but I limit myself to, like, two. <laughs> Who do you play with? Because um, I have a, a work league, and then I have with, like, you know, all the ESPN people, which, by the way, I won. It, the one that I'm in at work is, like, got Field Yates, Stefania Bell, um, who else is like a fantasy expert than it but i'm in it with all these fantasy experts quote unquote and i've won it the past three years <laughs> and it's funny because sometimes they'll talk about it on the year but they fail to mention that i've won it three times in a row. okay that's what i'm that's the kind of thing that i'm talking about here mike like the thing is, is that that's something i mean that should be brought up you got to bring that up on your next weekend observations reunion. Like the next time something sporty, whatever, because you know, you do like athletes associated with whatever, but like, that's a huge deal. Oh, you don't think I told, but then I got a bunch of Twitter heat this week for toting my own horn too much about the Tom Brady interview. But yeah, that is a huge deal. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love fantasy. I live for fantasy. I, every Sunday, I mean, that's how my whole sports love started, you know, with, you know, my dad working at ESPN, I still, I just never wanted anything to do with it. And then one of my customers roped me into a league and I just, I started sitting in front of the TV at two o'clock every goddamn Sunday. And here we are, you know, that's funny because I've, because while well, I, I still do weekends or whatever, but that's like the one day that I actually love being at ESPN. Like I love doing Sunday morning during football because like I get to talk to like, Adam Schefter and Stefania and, get, and they get like all like the, Oh, who was playing or not like directly from their mouths. <laughs> no, it's funny. Like I shouldn't say it, but like, I've been the same way. I've watched very little. Well, I don't know. Cause because I'm so Mikey, see, I usually watch very little stuff that I'm not in anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now it's even less. <laughs> but you seem to be handling it pretty well. And now that you're back at work, are you still going to the studio or? I've been going in on weekends and working from home during the week. So my Levitard, when I when I would be in studio working on the Levitard show, I'm home for those now. Yeah. Can I ask you, uh, all right, this is kind of a game, but not really. I have a couple of games. I'm sorry. And I don't want to keep you, by the way. If you've got shit to do, like, just tell me mm -hmm. to fuck off. But <laughs> No, I got a little bit more time. All right. Well, um, can I ask you questions about the weekend observations curve? Yeah. All right. Um, so these are specific questions and I want you to tell me who fits the bill. Okay. okay. Who's the most organized? So we're, I mean, we can observation who we're talking about, I guess. Stanzik is included. So Stanzik is included. You, Mike A, Mike C, or, um, well, you're Mike C. You, yeah. Mike A, um, Mike Golick, Stugatz. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's four. Okay. So it would probably be, it'd probably be Stanzik. Who has their, and then this is a different question, but in the same vein, but who most has their shit together? Like in life. In life. Mm. I don't know. Golik Jr.'s life isn't that bad right now, I think. Glow Jr.'s life has the, probably never been that bad. Can we just, yeah. I mean. He's funny. If, if you yell at him about the whole nepotism thing, he'll, he'll, joke, he'll joke about it with you too or whatever. He knows that he's, got, he's had a good, <laughs> so, so he's fun to mess with with it. But yeah, I don't think he's ever had it bad and he's still got it good. Yeah, I would probably, Golik Jr.'s probably got the, well, you know, Stu Katz is kind of fun though too. That's a tough one. <laughs> I mean, he's got his, yeah, I guess, oh, yeah, I guess that is hard. When you factor in, like, the nepotism versus, like, like, Stugatz can literally do whatever he wants and still be okay. That's the thing with Stugatz. He can literally, he can literally be lazy and screw up, and that's what you love about him. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. He's built a whole damn brand on it. Yeah. All right. But I will on. say this, Stugatz on the Levitard show is 
different than Stugatz from Weekend Observations. I don't know if you can tell, but I, I, I see like a big difference between them. Like, I wouldn't say he's more organized or, or organized. I don't think is a good word, but, but he's more, he, he takes charge a little bit more in the Weekend Observations stuff. Yeah. He likes to lead a little bit more. With Dan, he kind of just likes to like hang back and just be like the goof off. Yeah, because like Levitar Joe, he's like a clown, and yeah. Weekend Observations, he's just kind of a dick. <laughs> Is that accurate? A dick? I, no, I wouldn't call that accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I don't know, but mm -hmm. but I don't know. I I feel like he does have his shit together in like a weird way. He he does more than his than his character is. But not much more. That's a lot of people love to say how is Stugatz like in real life, and he's definitely not as bad as his character is, but not by much. <laughs> All right, so we'll give it to Golik Jr. We'll give yeah, it let's to give it to Golik Jr. Um, who would you call for a favor? Probably Stu. Yeah, okay. yeah. If I needed like money or something like that or whatever, I would probably call Stugatz. Okay. Um, who, if any of them, and the, if anyone is, is very important to this, um, just based on performance, would give change to the homeless guy? Golik, probably. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. he's got enough money. <laughs> and, and he's nice. He's, he's a nice dude. Yeah, he's, yeah. It's almost disgusting how nice he is. <laughs> too many people like him that's why i need to try and knock him down a little <laughs> <laughs> take him down a couple of things yeah yeah he's too nice i get really angry at those super nice people that's why i think i hated marty smith at first <laughs> um that actually leads me into my next one who who is the most romantic most romantic <laughs> yeah like like who of them would you want to date <laughs> A woman, God, well, see, Golik Jr. is probably going to take that too. Jeez. Oh. Yeah. Go Even between Stanzik and Mike A. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's disgusting how, uh, yeah, I don't like when a person is, wins all these things. But yeah, it would be Golik Jr. If there is a world in which Gojo listens to this podcast, he's just like sucking down like a green smoothie of toxic masculinity in protest right now. Ugh. Um, <laughs> I'll carry this over the next week on observations. I'll tell them how like I got disgusted by how nice Gojo is. <laughs> I can't wait to listen. Um, yeah. Who uh, who do you believe is actually the smartest? Hmm. I don't think any of us are that smart. Stanzik, the producer, Stanzik is probably the smartest. Okay. I believe yeah. that. He seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Again, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just a fucking listener. I have no idea. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was going to ask you which one is your favorite, but. Maybe Stu. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. Mikey C. Um, yeah. The ideal outside temperature is blank. 70 degrees. There are too many blank people where I live. Too many rich people where I live. Yeah, I live in a very bougie neighborhood. I mean, you know, it's nice. Yeah. It's, it's got to be nice. Yeah. Well kept. Um, mm -hmm. The best kind of muffin is blank. Coffee cake muffin. Oh, I used to be addicted to them. <laughs> I love that shit. The Pete's coffee one. I don't know if you've ever had uh, it. No, that's too much fruit for me. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, the most pleasant sound in the world is blank. Uh, the ocean. Cleveland is blank. Rock? <laughs> Cleveland is... I don't know much about Cleveland. Cleveland, I, I think bad things... Of, Cleveland is a dump, I guess. Oh my god! Well, fuck off. I was born in Cleveland, but okay. It's fine. Were you? Oh. Did you see the whole... Um, what, uh, Joaquin Noah when he's like, Cleveland? Nobody vacations in Cleveland? Cleveland is amazing. You've got Rock Hall, great restaurants, and I'm a little biased because A, I was born there, and my parents both won their Emmys there, but it's fine. Um, Ooh, Emmy. Oh. 
Well, it's daytime. I mean, it's, you know. It's I've never been there. So, yeah. So, you would know better than me. You should go to Cleveland. Go Cleveland with what everyone good. says. Um, blank inspires me. Um, first, God, nothing comes to mind. God, nothing inspires <laughs> me. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> I, I guess nothing inspires me. Nothing came to my mind. All right. There you go. Um, Jeez, I would. That's so bad. This this might help remedy this. I would mm. drop everything right now to blank. To somewhere you want to go. Something yeah. you want to do. I would drop everything right now to go to the gym. I've been really missing the gym, but. One thing I've learned, people don't like the whole douchey gym guys thing. I thought that would totally work out for me. No, girls don't like the douchey gym guy. No, because <laughs> girls don't like to go to the gym. They do, but they don't like it. Oh, yeah, totally. That's a huge thing. Like, oh, my God, I can't tell you how many times my boyfriend has tried to get me to go to the gym with him. I won't do it. I just, I won't do it. Like, oh, my God, it's crazy. Because... And you know why? It's because the gym has been tainted for me by the douchey gym guy. Yeah, I could see that. But see, I see I've never been douchey gym guy, so it's like new for me to be douchey gym guy. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> How douchey gym guy are you? Do you like walk up to people and like correct their stance or like are you just like the guy who's always at the gym? No, and the only reason why I say it is because I'll use words like like gains. Like I always like to talk about my gains, which I hear is a douchey gym guy thing. And I could probably, I probably really wish, I do wish I could be at the gym. I could handle this quarantine so much better if the gym was open. All right, last fill in the blank. This interview right. is blank. It was fun. It was Good. fun. Good. I'm glad you're having fun. Um, I really don't want to take up so much more of your time, but I have so many more questions. You're just such is that a the game? teacher. I mean, that's like, I guess. Did you have fun? Right. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Good. I think we need to do a follow-up though. Now that like I got like this was the first time I ever talked to you. I mean, aside from the messaging. So true. Now, <laughs> and I was really nervous. And I actually I haven't even if I okay. I want to say your first name and I want to say, is it <laughs> Oh my I'm god, so wait, nervous. how long have we been doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Take a guess. Yes. Because obviously people know that your name is spelled K-A-T-A. And yeah. when you, and when we were talking about like how you like to, what you go by, you phonetically spelled it to me, Kada. <laughs> Kada. It's Kada. I shouldn't have well, said it now because I wanted to hear it. Yeah, because I'm good. You just. <laughs> God damn it. I'm just. But see, I, I probably would have, because I did listen to the podcast to make sure I would pronounce it right. Who are your sports teams, by the way? Oh, I'm a total New York sports. Um, All the way around? Yankees, Giants, Knicks. Um, though I covered the Nets earlier this year, and that was really cool. Spencer Dinwiddie is kind of, uh, I think he's the most underrated player in the NBA right now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I... I'm, I'm pretty New York. As far as, as far as, like, who I love... Um, but being born in Cleveland, I sat on the sideline um, at the old Brown Stadium when I was like three weeks old. So I kind of have a soft spot for the Browns. Yeah, well, I tell you, I mean, the Browns, I mean, and plus their fans are great too. You kind of want the Browns to do good and they just don't. Yeah. No, I know. It's, it's, it's a very special fandom like you really have to be a specific kind of person to still after all these years root for the browns but i think i don't know good things are coming we'll see it's it's like um i feel like football is very much like natural selection like you know you certain plagues come upon all of these teams and and it's just natural to select species that survive to the playoffs and like it's very i don't know it's very charles darwin to me um but the browns are overdue so we'll see um all right let's work down the list who's your favorite president 
<laughs> uh, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Whoa, that's yeah, um, that's one. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, um, do you have a favorite? <laughs> this is a good. You know what? No, I'm gonna skip this one because it's just weird. You're just gonna be thrown for a loop. Um, <laughs> uh, well, now I want to hear it now. <laughs> I was gonna ask you what your favorite historical event was. Favorite? Oh, I almost said 9/11, but that's not like a favorite thing. That's like a most like impactful. <laughs> we once asked a girl. We did a series last summer of um, drunk interviews. So we invited interesting people to come and drink with us at my house. And um, at your house? <laughs> I hope yeah. you know the, you knew the people. Oh yeah, we knew most of them. Okay, but, um, All right. most <laughs> Just... of them. But uh, <laughs> but she automatically like without hesitation blurted out the underground railroad which is like not a historical event <laughs> and it was very confusing and it's become a joke anyways um but you know what though it's I, I, i'll say this um like i i you know blurted out 9 11 but the feeling after 9 11 when like the whole country did come together like that was a cool feeling yeah you know and stuff i wish like we had more of that feeling during this but but that's the whole weird thing about this whole pandemic stuff because everyone like whenever something really bad happens people like come together and it's like you're supposed to stay apart from each other so it's so opposite i know it is kind of wild in that way i guess i never really mm -hmm. thought about it um <laughs> what have i not asked you that you want to talk about mm. i don't know we may have hit the end of the road we this is like the mikey c tell-all <laughs> and I really it's see I don't think it's really that entertaining now. I don't know. I find it entertaining. You're just a ridiculous creature. Uh, um hey, this right. has been really fun. All right. I do want to do a follow-up sometime. Maybe have you on my podcast or jump on yours again or something. Dude, you can come on my Because I think I didn't get to ask you a, I didn't yeah, I didn't I didn't get to ask you enough questions. So I wanna come up with stuff to ask you next i told you i was gonna resist so yeah um, you pretty much did yeah i know um <laughs> no this is this has been really cool dude um keep in touch thanks for yeah. thanks for this hey enjoy <laughs> the rest of your night uh i see you're getting into vodka that's no i'm putting it back that's what i'm doing <laughs> I, only, I only drink once a week actually believe it or not that sounds terrible but what to drink just once a week yeah mm -hmm. I don't know i'm croatian that's what we do but hey i'll let that's you go um let's uh let's talk later okay yeah all right, all right. Bye. i don't think i could say your name it's just it's kada 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 i always want to go cat mm. kada yeah because your host was cat right so yeah mm -hmm. kada you got it all right kada i'll see you later yeah i'll all message right. you later all right, and, bye, Michael. All right, bye. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Our first interview with Mike DC, part two coming out tomorrow. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you are listening. And follow us on all of our social media, at Vodcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Slide into our DMs or shoot us an email if you have any questions you would like us to address. Our email is helloufr at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys.